This is Consider It, where we are considering questions regarding life, theology, and the church. Consider It is a ministry of Redemption Bible Church of New Braunfels, Texas. Do you have questions regarding life, theology, or the church? If so, text the word REDEMPTION and your question to 830-299-7505. Again, that's 830-299-7505, and we will consider your question. To learn more about our church and our ministry here, visit redemption.bible. I'm Michael Hawkins. And I'm Blair Cushman. Let's consider concept of good works has been debated amongst believers and in the church for centuries. What role do they play in the believer's life? Where do they fit in? What does God think of our good works? Consider it. This week we have a short but profound question. Yeah. What are biblical good works? What are biblical Good works. You're right. That is a short but profound question. Yeah. And I think an appropriate question, especially for the season in which we're we're recording this and taking the question, is Thanksgiving, right? The holidays. That's and right. so lots of opportunities for good works. And, you know, you have Samaritan ministries uh, asking for the shoe boxes yeah. and other uh, opportunities to serve. We at our church are are doing a Thanksgiving drive with some local businesses, our neighbors here to give away 500 Thanksgiving dinners uh, this week. And so I like this question. I even like how, you know, whoever submitted it had biblical good works. Right. Yeah. There's an important distinction there. Um, This time of year facilitates lots of opportunity to, to do good things for people. But what, what defines a biblical good work, right. and um, and why is it important to distinguish between that and just right. good deeds? Right, doing some nice things, yeah. yeah. Um, and so I think what might even be helpful to to just kind of give a definition, and then we can talk a little bit more about all this as we go. But uh, um, here's here's how I would personally just define good works. And so uh, let's just put this out here, and then we can kind of elaborate on that as we go. But uh, when, when we look at the scripture, here's the, the best definition that I can come up with for biblical good works. It's serving others for their spiritual good, often by meeting physical needs. Hmm. Yeah. So let me just say that again. Serving others for their spiritual good, often by meeting physical needs. I think that kind of uh, captures the Bible's teaching on uh, on this idea of good works and um, that it's service, it's physical in nature, but it has a spiritual goal uh, as the end. And that's really what distinguishes like this idea of, uh, of, of biblical good works. And, you know, the, the, the whole concept has been debated throughout the centuries, you know, particularly in between Roman Catholics and Protestants and this very idea like, well, what role does good works play then in uh, the believer's life? Yeah. You know, because from a Roman Catholic understanding, um, it's that, you know, these are good works that stack up. They're like credits in our account so that we are saved. You know, we have right. to do more good things for others and even for the Lord than bad things that we do. That's right. There's the, that scale that we have to tip in our sure. favor for in, sure. in some way. 
Yeah. But but honestly, it's not just like a Roman Catholic Protestant thing. I think all like humanity is actually bent on on this. Yeah, like we absolutely. want to earn and achieve um, uh, really every other religion apart from biblical Christianity is built on some sort of merit system. Even our culture. I mean, we're taught yeah. that from from day one in school. Like right. if you work hard or do this or do that, and then you will get ahead. And there's just this whole trajectory that right. we're taught to, right, to right, believe in. Right. It's in an economic sense like that, of like you work hard, you, you know, you get paid well and, and you, you get ahead like that. And even in an ethical sense, mm-hmm. um, you know, especially in the last several hundred years in the West, there has become a kind of like the social conscience, so a, a social morality where we have to serve and look out for other people, yeah. you know, and uh, give away what we have, you know, for the betterment of others mm-hmm. and all that, which is, which is not necessarily wrong right per se um it can come from wrong motives and giving people some things doesn't always help sometimes it can actually hurt but um and we could elaborate on that i guess maybe as we go here but but the the point is is that we're kind of bent on that way and and the aim in that and the beneficiary in that is actually us more so sometimes than even other people, even to the most sacrificial. But where we have to come back to in a spiritual sense, you know, is coming back to the definition and then what role do they play? Well, what does the scripture have to say about this? And I think Ephesians 2 is probably like the most helpful passage to help us understand like what, where do they play out in the believer's life? Yeah. Um, And then some other passages that would influence then how we, how we go about doing that. But, uh, you, you know, as you're listening, you're probably very familiar with Ephesians chapter two. It's one of those, uh, uh, kind of, what do you call that? Top tens, maybe in the Bible, top 10, at least for sure in the new Testament. Um, yeah. What it talks about the first three verses talk about our depravity, our wickedness, how we are separate from God because of our sin. And then in verse four, it's that great transition, but God being rich in mercy because of the great love, which, which he loved us, uh, he saves us. Now that's a paraphrase, um, <laughs> but I encourage you to go read it, yeah. you know, um, for it is by grace you have been saved through faith. And this is not your own doing. It is the gift of God and not a result of works so that no one can boast. So it's Ephesians 2, 8 and 9. And so let's just be real clear there about good works in the part that they play in our salvation. They factor into uh, our salvation, nada. Yeah. The, the, there's not like we don't add anything. It, we are saved uh, by the grace of God. We respond in, in faith, but we contribute nothing. As a matter of fact, like the passage teach, the only thing we contribute to the whole uh, salvation equation is our sin. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We come in at a massive deficit, and God comes in at, at, with this overabundance of mercy and love and grace towards us and gives it to us. Yeah. We, we're saved by one good work, and that's the death of Christ. That's right. Um, not, 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 not our own doing. And that's just like super clear there. And so, so let's make sure we have the order right in that. Like we're not saved by our good works, but then the verse goes, or the passage goes on into verse 10 for we are his workmanship. Um, the Greek word there is poema. Like we are his, we're his poem. 
Mm-hmm. We're his creator. We're like we're we're his beautiful like uh, uh, created thing. We're his workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. Yeah. And so that like really explains <laughs> the role, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah, and so I mean, as we think about this. Wait, so we're prepared for good works in which mm-hmm. God has already prepared for us. Um, right. He's set it out before us, right? Yeah, and so how do we how do we know what those are? Right, right. That's a good that's that's a really <laughs> good question, right? You know, we're created for this and so it's not we're not saved by our good works, but we are saved to good works. Yeah. And so then our life then is to be lived out yeah. in this way. That God has set before us to be his agents, to be his ambassadors on this earth, telling others about Christ, serving one another, being his hands and feet in all of those ways. And so that's where our definition, I think, comes in really helpful. And as we look at other places in scripture, we'll come to Titus 3 here in a minute, but... uh, but this idea of serving others for their spiritual good, often by meeting physical needs. And one thing that I think we have to like kind of untangle also is not, not just their role in salvation, but also then our role in carrying these out as Christians and untangling and differenti- differentiating between good works and evangelism and discipleship. Yeah. And I think that even in Scripture, there's this tension that we recognize of good works Mm -hmm. um, being something that we are called to do. You know, we think about James and saying, you know, faith without works is Dead. dead. Right. But then we also see that, you know, that works don't earn our salvation. And so I think a lot of times people read these things and almost feel like the scriptures right. are contradictory or right. or whatnot. But I think the importance is recognizing the context yeah. in which these are right. are written and chewed on. And so. Right, right. And that's where we need to be like just careful thinking Christians yeah. and also careful applying Christians in our understanding of these things. So let, let's just help like kind of sort this out. So that's what good works are. It's serving others for their spiritual good. Meaning that we're doing these physical things because we're motivated for gospel purposes. Yeah. We're motivated to benefit others often by meeting physical needs. And these good works could be towards believers or also unbelievers. Right. You know, we're told to give priority to the household of faith in our in our service, in our uh, in our good works. And so we do that to benefit others. So we're motivated for gospel purposes in these physical things. Now, evangelism is sharing the good news of Jesus with boldness. That's just our very simple uh, definition. It's one of our pillars. It's what we do. And discipleship then is intentionally investing in others for their spiritual growth. Okay, that's what discipleship is between two believers. And I am intentionally investing in you for your spiritual growth. Now, that can happen through good works. It can happen through teaching. It can happen through life on lifetimes, through conversations. Evangelism in the same way, but that's happening between a believer and an unbeliever. And my, I am very you know, specifically sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ yeah. with boldness. Now, good works can be a part of that. But let's make no mistake about these things. Good works... Uh, may not always lead to an evangelistic opportunity. Right. 
we are being motivated by a spiritual good and we are helping somebody with the hope that it will open up a door for the gospel. Yeah. But even if we don't get there, that doesn't mean that we don't do good works and or that our good works were for nothing because that is our aim and our hope even if the lord does not open up a door to specifically deliberately talk about jesus yeah but also we need to like we can backtrack that also is like our when we do good works that isn't just evangelism also like when we do that we're not saying, hey, that's evangelism. No, like right. those are two separate things. Yeah. They, when we join them together, it can be very right. helpful and right. useful. But, yeah, good works without actually sharing them the gospel. Yeah. As you, you pointed out in the definition of, of, you know, evangelism there, that we can do all the good works until we're blue in the face. But if it doesn't have a gospel purpose, right, then it's not evangelism. Right. Then, yeah. then it's not. And so here's, here's maybe a helpful analogy for people, how all this works. If we're thinking of like, uh, the, uh, the garden, um, illustration, you know, Paul uses this in, in first Corinthians as well. We water, we plant, but it's God who causes the growth. Mm-hmm. And so if we're using like faith, uh, like thinking of it like a flower and that's what we're wanting, you know, to hear the flower of faith to grow in people. Good works are those activities that till the soil for the gospel. The serving opportunities, all those things that were coming alongside and were tilling the soil of the of the gospel. Evangelism is that planting then the seeds of the gospel mm-hmm. in the in in the uh, 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 in that soil that has been tilled up, and discipleship is that watering, that uh, and fertilizing to help the growth of the flower of the gospel. Christ is the sun shining upon it, and the flower that grows up is the is the faith there. And so it is all connected, but different activities. You know, and so sometimes it's our good works that till the soil. Sometimes it's other. You know, there's there's a whole manner of things that uh, you know kind of fall under this, um, and how we're serving one another and leading to that. But yeah. it is God who causes the growth. Yeah, I think just a helpful um, description of this or distinction in this um, comes from Dr. Timothy Booker, who's one of my professors at Southern Seminary. Hmm. And in his book on uh, servant, or I guess on evangelism, in his chapter on servant evangelism, he, um, he says servant evangelism is more than just service. The Peace Corps does acts of service, but mm. they do not do them in Jesus's name. Yeah, servant evangelism is the joining together of service and a gospel witness. Servant evangelism is sharing the love of God in a practical way, combining simple acts of kindness with pointing people to Christ. Yeah. 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 I mean, that's, that's such a helpful quote because it speaks to the motivation of what compels us to till the soil and the desired outcomes, you know, of, uh, of this, we want people to know Christ. Yeah. And so, uh, and this is what differs because, you know, you may have neighbors out there who are lost as lost can be, but man, they're some of the nicest people. They'll give you the shirt off your back. They'll yeah. come over and they'll help you fix your car. They'll, they'll bring you meals. You know, they, they do a lot of, you know, nice things, but it's not motivated by Christ. Christ. Yeah. 
it's you know it, it, each case is different. It could be motivated by their own way. They're trying to pat themselves on the back. They're trying to earn their way into approval for something. I mean, it, even if it is like totally selfless, and they're doing it genuinely to serve you. Th- I mean, not th- it's not that they're bad works. They're just not biblical good works and what we're being called to as Christians because the motivation and the desired outcomes are much different. Right. Yeah, and I think essentially you know, when we start to think about good works, mm-hmm. um, we begin to, you know, and the things that are focusing on Christ, it really comes down to a heart posture and, mm-hmm. and just all the things that we do right um you know as we as we do certain things i mean you can do one thing with a heart posture of you know gaining rapport for your for yourself and do the exact same thing for sure for christ and and there's a distinction there between right you know, a good deed and right. a biblical good right. work. Right. I mean, it's not all that unlike, you know, when we talk about discipleship, like biblical discipleship of intentionally investing in someone else for their spiritual good. And what we, the way we do that as Christians is we're, it's motivated by, and the desired outcome is that we become more like Christ. And so it's, it's the same difference between like a school teacher you know, they're instructing, they're, you know, in, in some ways like discipling, if you want, uh, students in academics. Now, it's good stuff. You know, it's not that it's bad. Yeah. And their motive is to grow learners and all these things. But the motivation and the desired outcome, especially is, you know, if, unless the teacher is a Christian, then it's, you know, then that's kind of cool. Yeah. Um, obviously, because hopefully they're being motivated to teach even in an academic setting for this way. But it's different there because in discipleship, we're teaching and instructing and equipping and investing in others for their growth in Christ, not just their growth in history or math or reading or science or art or whatever yeah. you know the curriculum might be. Yeah. So. I think a helpful verse here is Colossians 3.17. And it says, And whatever you do in word or deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through Him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everything. That's, that's, that's our motivation in all things in life, not just necessarily in good works, but whatever our, the whole manner of life that we live as believers is, is a life of sacrificial service, of worship to God, to the glory of God. And I think this is why Paul also will say in, in Titus 3, multiple times to be devoted to good works. And in, in Titus 2, he says to be zealous for good works. Mm. It's like, this isn't just an option, you know, oh, hey, Christian, when you have time to, uh, you know, to serve others, to, uh, to help meet physical needs motivated by the gospel, when you have time for that, when you can fit it in your <laughs> schedule, you know, oh, at the, uh, this holiday, go and do this, you know, when it's convenient for you. No, no. The words that are used are much more deliberate than that. Zealous speaks like we are fired up to be serving one another. We're devoted uh, to it, he says in uh, Titus 3, 8, and then again in verse 14, and let our people learn to devote themselves to good works so as to help cases of urgent need and not be unfruitful. Hmm. 
And so these are like the fruit of our life. Like we're devoted, we're committed. Like this is a this is a priority yeah. in how we live our life. It really, it becomes our identity as members of the body. Right. Recognizing that we are to to serve one another, that we are to be invested in one another. Mm-hmm. And, and I think this is just a common theme that we see throughout Scripture. Yeah. And um, yeah, I yeah. think that just that word devoted, just right. that yeah. that heart posture that right. is desiring to do this. It's, it's no longer an obligation of, oh, I have to do this or, oh, we better go buy a, a shoebox right. or, or whatever. It's It's that we find a joy that... Yeah. propels us forward in an act of worship to God. For sure. I mean, it's pretty forceful. Like, listen, this is verse 8, Titus 3, 8. This saying is trustworthy, and I want you to insist on these things so that those who have believed in God may be careful to devote themselves to good works. These things are excellent and profitable for people. Hey, that's a whoa, yeah. Yeah, there's some strong language. There's there. some strong, strong language. You know, because it's like, and here's the contrary. It says, but, so we're to devote ourselves to those things, to intentionally uh, serving others for their spiritual good, often by meeting physical need. We're to be you know, devoted to that, but avoid foolish controversies, genealogies, dissensions, and quarrels about the law, for they are unprofitable and worthless. All the cultural debates and quarrels and everything that we're having of these days and conspiracy theories and all that. He's like, put all that stuff away. It's worthless. Worthless conversations. You you know, people debate hours on end and talk about all these things and watch, you know, mindless YouTube videos on all these (laughs) things and get so wrapped up in all of this. And it's unprofitable. It's worthless. Rather, that same time... We could be serving others for their spiritual good, motivated by the gospel, motivated by uh, people's spiritual growth. This is what we are to live as believers on an ongoing sense for the glory of God. And now, even as we say that, you know, that's like... That can seem daunting to everybody. It's like, oh, wow, like I have to do this every day, all the time, you know, (laughs) and like I just... Does that mean I have to give away all my time, all my talent, and all my money... You know, or treasure to these things. Yeah. Well, I think that's where wisdom and prudence and scripture come because, like, even we've said sometimes, you know, we we don't just want to give away anything that's just foolish. Yeah. And that's where the spiritual good comes in. And there are some people that ask for money in some organizations that we're not going to partner with because it doesn't have the aim of spiritual good. Right. Yeah, and I think the Lord gives us wisdom and, right. and discernment on on when and how to give because, as you said at the very beginning of this, and just alluded to again, like sometimes giving, yeah, um, in certain ways is the least helpful thing, right, that we can do, right. and and so it's not just the acts of this good deed, right, that define a good work, right? right. It's not like we just hand everyone a $5 bill and right. say we've done our right. you know good work. Right. Um it's it's active. It's relying on the spirit for for discernment. Yeah. It's seeking counsel. It's understanding and genuinely loving people well enough to know right. what it is that you can come alongside and and help them for sure. With. For sure. It's not just writing a check and being done with it. Yeah. It's not just serving an hour, you know, once a month or 
once a year, yeah. and now we've now now we've lived a life devoted to the gospel. Yeah. Um, but it's also not it's just like we. I think we can confuse it and be like, well, I serve you know five hours a day and do this, mm-hmm. and I'm you know doing this wire, and everybody else is doing it. Like, well, was it actually good works? You know, in yeah. in in all this and. And so we just have to, we have to be more discerning, I think, in all this, because we can, we can engage in all kinds of service ministries and never once get to uh, gospel motivations and gospel conversations in them. Yeah. And so that, I think that's one extreme, like people can overdo it and just overemphasize, like, we got to serve, we have to serve, 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 serve the community, serve the community, mm-hmm. we got to do this, 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 okay. and just become so uh, uh, busy with all this work, without any profit or worth or, uh, you know, gospel fruit-bearing opportunity in it. But at the same time, I think God's people can sometimes neglect good works because they're like, oh, well, I'm not going to get to have a gospel conversation, and so I'm not going to do it. Oh, it's not like, uh, this isn't, a, this isn't, uh, uh, I, I'm not going to get an opportunity to stand up and preach in front of everybody. So I'm not going to serve in this. And, and we become then stingy mm-hmm. and neglect good work things. Yeah. Yeah. I think in light of even the, the body analogy of the church and being the hands and the feet and understanding mm-hmm. the the watering and the planting but God mm-hmm. does the, you know does the growing and, and all right. of these things we have to remember that not every good work is going to lead to that gospel opportunity right. not every right. opportunity is going to look exactly how we want it to right. but we have to trust that God is at work right. and that as we are walking out in obedience to these things right. that he is using all these bits and pieces right to accomplish right. his will. Right. Especially they may not lead to it in the immediate. Yeah. You know, where, okay, I hand you this plate of food, but then that necessitates, we're going to have a, you know, a Jesus conversation right here, right now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but we're hopeful that this will then lead to, you know, conversations, whether that's with us or someone in our church or somebody else down the line, um, you know, Understanding the sovereignty of God and all of this. And so we're going to take our opportunities as they are presented to us and live these things out and till the soil and serve others and meet needs, um, both amongst believers and unbelievers, and pray for and look for these gospel opportunities in, in everything, you know, in, in our workplace and whether we're doing these specific deliberate acts of, of service or just in how we carry ourselves throughout the day. We're living a life that is winsome for the gospel and are zealous for these good works and are ready, especially as, you know, Titus 3, when there those cases of urgent need yeah. rise, we we rush to them and and help out. You know? And so what does this what does this look like? You know, what how do these things well yeah. the the answer to that is is so complex. Yeah. Right, like what what con- constitutes a good work and what doesn't, you know? Like, yeah, I think we even think about this in light of you know, how do I walk in God's will? Like, it, it's kind right. of that that same concept, that same thought process. Like, we're we're not asking the question in the the right light, yeah, because it could be a million different things. There's not like one specific thing that you do that is you know classified as a good work, and if right. you choose to do the other, then you're right. outside of God's will, and therefore you're not doing a biblical good work. Right. And so I think it's important to 
to just recognize that we can do a lot of different things that are good works and in God's will. Right. It's it's a matter of our intention, of our our focus, our heart posture. Right. In the midst of the things that we're doing. Right. That's, that's so true, and that's where I think it comes back to whether it's your personal thing or the organization that you're serving with or a group of people, what are the motivations? Even if their motivations are gospel-oriented, if yours are, I think it can be a good work. Mm -hmm. And then the desired outcomes, you know, whether it's yours or that group or organizations are gospel-motivated, you know, then then those things would constitute that. And so... That's a a really helpful distinction. I think a lot of times we're like, oh, well, you know, I'm working this job Mm -hmm. or my company's doing this, but they're not believers and so they're just doing a oh. a good deed yeah um and so i'm not going to participate or i'm not going to to help or do whatever and and sometimes i think discernment and wisdom in those things are imp- sure. i mean it's important but absolutely but if your heart posture in that is yep. to serve the lord like he can use that and it's not for sure all for naught right and so Right. Yeah. Unless they're telling you like you cannot, absolutely cannot talk about Jesus in these things, you know, then, you know, you likely don't want to participate in that. There's some other ways that you can. But if they're like overtly like squashing any of that, like any mention of Jesus and you, you're gone. But, you know, whether you can have that with the people you're serving with or you can just be that influence in that light, like that's what we're called to praying in the midst of that i think about the turkey drive coming up and as we're you know putting dinners together and yeah um, boxing these things like yeah we can be praying for the families that are going to be receiving these meals and right you know while there may not be any physical you know correspondence with them um, as other people are handing out i mean as believers we trust in the power of prayer right and so it's just even thinking through things like that, right? Um, you know, as you're praying that the Lord can use this, right? Um, right. Who knows who will drive through our parking lot uh, of those 500 families that'll come and uh, who are looking for a church home, who need some help, who you know, who the Lord right now is doing a great work in their life, and they're going to come driving through and be like, "Oh, wow, there's this church right here. I've never noticed it." And God will like open up their eyes and they'll have a conversation, and someone will be able to connect with them or pray with them or. Even just as they're dropping a box of food, saying, "Hey, have a happy Thanksgiving. God loves you. I uh, would love to see you. You know, Sunday. Yeah. Something like yeah. just yeah. the simple that, and what the Lord will use through those invitations, and yeah. um, or the like, we're alluding to it through our prayers in that way, or as we're serving with other people, and the yeah. conversation we might get to have is we're serving shoulder to shoulder with." Somebody from another uh, business that's working with us, or yeah, I think we have to be careful not to use the world's standards to value the things that we're doing. Um, For sure, you know I think some of the the smallest deeds that we do in Jesus' yeah. name, yeah, may be the most impactful. Right, and so it's trusting that the Spirit's going before us, that right. that God is at work yeah. through our obedience, right, and that it's not that oh well I can only give. You know, five dollars. Right. So and so is giving me five thousand dollars, or whatever. My my gift is not enough. I mean, Scripture speaks to that, right? For that, sure. Um, it's yeah. We, it's not we, in the amount. Yeah, yeah, and so it's it's trusting that the Spirit's going before us, that that God is the one doing right. the work, and that we are just walking it out in obedience. Right. Right. And that's really what it's what it boils down to. You know, like, well, this is what good works are. Here's you know what they're not. Um, 
But here, here's something that we can just really, I think, be sure of. If we don't do good works, like we're, there won't, fruit won't be born. Mm-hmm. You know? like if the soil is not tilled and the, and the seed is not scattered, it's like faith won't happen. Yeah. You know? Now, you're like, well, God's sovereign. He can use anything. Yeah, he can use anything. And he uses us. Like, <laughs> That's right. He uses these good works. Yeah. He uses evangelism. He uses discipleship. We are the means, God's chosen means, by which to make all this happen. Yeah. Now, he causes a growth. He can do that. But it's not just like uh, apart from the, the the God's means for which you know these things to happen yeah. you know it's not just like we're not like dead zombies and all of a sudden like we're just like you know, like our eyes open up in some like creepy movie like way <laughs> um god is working out all things like that and he is using us so we can be sure like if we're not doing these things yeah. people are not going to come to christ and people are not going to grow in christ yeah. and so that's why we scatter it broad yeah. We do all this work and trust that it will. God will use those means for His glory in His timing for His purposes, uh, all according to His sovereign plan. Um, and so we just get about it. We're devoted. We're zealous. We 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 we're fired up about good works, serving others uh, for their their spiritual good and meeting their needs, and letting God just take care of all the results. You know. Yeah, I think. Something that was helpful I read recently, and now I'm uh, drawing a blank on on where that came from. But he was talking about um, the long tail mm. versus the head, and he's equating mm-hmm. it to like a, a dragon. And so, uh, on a dragon, you have the head and like the big thick part of this dragon, yeah. and and that's going to be like these big organizations, you know, the big church events Mm. but the remainder of the dragon the tail this long part though it's smaller the the length of it really adds up to the same amount as the head and so we want to give credit to like just these big opportunities and he's really talking about this in business Mm -hmm. thinking about like blockbuster and Mm. some of these companies that went under they focused on like the prime time big movies where Netflix and some of the, you know, Amazon, they made a business out of tying in this tale of all the little things that then equal up to the great things. Um, and so in evangelism and good works, as we think about these things, we don't want to just focus on the big events yeah. because all the little things, all the individual things that, that we do as believers yeah. are going to equal up to being just as effective or even more effective than than just the head. For sure. And so for me, it was really helpful to to think about that and that, okay, well, this is a little deed. This is a little deed. Right. But as I'm doing these, they're, they're building and growing. And as the body, as we do these right. things, like it's equaling up to a great mass. Right, right. It's that idea of we're just called to be faithful and God will be fruitful, you know. And so one step, one decision, one act of faithfulness at a time, and God compiles it all and bears the fruit. And uh, it's awesome. It's awesome. So So bring the podcast to a close. I'll leave you with this quote from C.T. Studd. Maybe you've heard it, but he is famous for saying, Only one life will soon be passed. Only what's done for Christ will last. Thank you.
Thanks for tuning in to Consider It, where we are considering your questions regarding life, theology, and the church. Consider It is a ministry of Redemption Bible Church of New Braunfels, Texas. If you would like to submit a question, text the word redemption and your question to 830-299-7505. To learn more about our church and the ministry here, visit redemption.bible. Thank you for your support and listening. Join us next time as we consider it.